0: This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for August 7th, 2011. The Gospel is taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 14, verses 22 through 33. The message is by Father Ron Baird. This morning's Gospel lesson, we have another, one of the miracle stories of Jesus, probably one of the more familiar ones of walking on water. Um, We even use it as a common phrase anymore. Do you think I can walk on water? So Somehow or other that means that we are are God or something. It's an interesting story because you have to look at it in context. If you remember, John the Baptist had been beheaded. Jesus had tried to get away from the crowd, um, and yet he couldn't get away from the crowd. So he ended up having pity on them, and he healed many of them. And then he had the feeding of the 5,000. And this begins immediately after that. And so what he says to the disciples, it says that he made them. And in our translation, the word is actually he forced them or coerced them or you know, um, uh, commanded them to get into the boat and go on without him. There, there's a, an element in that that would said, tend to suggest that they didn't think that was a really good idea to leave them there alone with the crowds. And he was going to tell the crowds to go home because it was getting late. And so he said, no, I need to go off and pray. So they agreed to do that, and they got in the boat, and they're going to cut on across the rest of the, um, the northern end of the Sea of Galilee, and he's going to meet up with them later. He dismisses the crowd. And he goes up to the top of the hill where he spends time in prayer, it says. Now, the disciples had a problem, and that's that they ran into a storm, and the storm was preventing them from getting anywhere. It said the sea was very, very rough. Uh, waves were all over the place, you know, and, and they'd been traveling all night long, and still were not anywhere near shore. They hadn't been able to get to where they were going, and it says early in the morning in our translation, that it's actually uh, the fourth watch, and, and literally, and what that means is sometime between three and six o'clock in the morning. So you can imagine they've been on, been in this up and down stuff for a long time, and suddenly. In the midst of the storm, you almost know, we'll see a, a lightning flash, and they think they see something, and, and, and they see somebody walking on these waves, and they're terrified. I mean, it's not every day you see somebody walking on a waves, so they say, it, it must be a spirit or an apparition or something, which, which makes sense, because anything solid would sink, right, or at least be swallowed up by the waves, and so they're They're terrified about the fact that, you know, a ghost is now coming after everything else that's happened. Now, you know, John the Baptist was beheaded and, you know, all this stuff's going on. Now they're in the boat. They can't get to shore. These are experienced fishermen who are afraid in the middle of the sea, by the way. And now all of a sudden, here they are and they think they see a ghost. Now what do we do? And Peter does what all of us would do, right? He says, Lord... If it's you, command me to get out of the boat and come to you. Wouldn't that have been your all's first response to that? You have to wonder about Peter sometimes. I don't know whether he just doesn't think things through or, or what. But it just doesn't seem like the logical sequence of events for him to say, Lord, if it's you... Tell me to get out of the boat and come to you. And and the word, interestingly enough, then, again, is that word command me. You know, make me do it. Order me to do it as my master, and I will do it. I always sort of have this image in my mind of Jesus going, all right, come. <laughs> I mean, you really want to get out of the boat? Get out of the boat. And so... Peter climbs, it says down out of the boat. Now, the boat's not really that big, but you would still have to step down into the water. And he steps down and he starts walking on the water. Now, what would you do at that point? When do you think this is really cool? <laughs> I mean, I'd running. I mean, Why? look at this. <laughs> I'm walking on water. How do you like that? Peter notices something very different, though. And that's that the winds get even stronger and start battering against him even more as he begins to do the very thing that the Lord had commanded him to do. And he begins to think, I can't do this. I can't do this. And then he begins to sink into the water. And Jesus reaches out when he cries out, Lord, save me, and grabs his hand. I'll get back to the end in a little bit, but I want to talk a little bit about what that experience is like. Um, One of the experiences I had on vacation was when we were out in L.A., we went from Long Beach, we took a whale-watching cruise. Um, Didn't see whales, (laughs) but we were out for three hours on the ocean. Um, Saw a lot of dolphins and sea lions, and even saw a 2,000-pound sunfish, which was interesting, um, but um, no, doll, no whales anywhere. Well, John, who had never been in a plane or on a boat of any size anyway, or out in the ocean, um, we weren't real sure how he was going to do with all this. It was kind of a new experience for him. On the plane, he really did fine. matter of fact, he thought it was rather boring to sit on a plane for four hours, <laughs> but, but he survived it. The boat was a different experience altogether. He hated it. He hated it with a passion. And it wasn't that he was sick, he was terrified. I said, what are you afraid of? I'm going to fall into the water. I said, you're not going to fall in the water. You're not even anywhere near the side of the way. You're going to fall in the If the boat capsizes, I'll be in the water. I go, what are you complaining about? You can swim. So he, you know, it's a three-hour cruise, like the minnow, remember Gilligan's Island? <laughs> <laughs> and, and we went 12 miles out, so we went up. Pretty good ways, and once we got past the breakwater, um, it got interesting. Even though it was a beautiful sunny day, um, but you're, and so yeah, I thought, well, it's kind of nice. John's not; John hates it because he's convinced every time the <laughs> boat sways this way or that way that he's going to go rolling off into the ocean and get eaten by a sea lion or something. I don't know, but and he he absolutely hates it, and he all the, for half an hour he's going on and on. I don't want to go into the cabin. I want to go, I don't want to be here. Well, go then. I'm not I can't go down there by myself. I'll fall. And this whole thing's going. So finally, I got tired of listening to him. <laughs> so I said, fine, I'll take you in the cabin. So I helped him down the stairs and down into the cabin and had to grab him at one point because the boat lurched and he was convinced that he was going in the ocean. So we get into the cabin and there's no seats anywhere. Um, and it's kind of like a—it's uh, a place that has some tables and things and windows, and then there's like a snack bar, but there aren't any seats anywhere. So we're standing there at the snack bar, and the the guy who's serving the beverages and things comes up and says, um, "Is everything okay?" And I said, "Well, he's having a hard time." I said, "Is he sick?" And I said, "No, he's not sick. He's just scared. He does not he didn't like the ocean." And so he goes, "Well, okay." And I said, well, "All of a sudden, I don't feel too good." <laughs> and, and I didn't. I mean, it was like, boom. And and I, he he said, out back. <laughs> so I go around the corner, out the door, throw up off the back of the boat, um, come back in, go stand there at the snack bar, start getting sick all over again. And I wonder, what in the heck is going on? So finally I said, John, I said, I don't know what it is, but I can't be in here. <laughs> and so I went outside, went back up on deck, on top. I was fine after that. Somebody later told me that, if you can see the horizon, it doesn't bother you as much. Maybe that was it. I guess snack bars aren't supposed to do this, I don't know. <laughs> but it was it was bad. So part of me wonders if Peter was thinking, imagine this, I mean they're in this relatively small ship on the Sea of Galilee with the waves that have apparently been keeping them from getting to shore for at least from pretty big waves. He he probably thinks anything's better than being in this boat. I'm fairly certain they were all convinced, like like John was convinced, they're all going to die. I mean, when you have experienced fishermen who've been sailing now for, oh, probably seven hours, you could go up and down the Sea of Galilee two or three times in one of those boats in that amount of time normally, and, and they haven't gotten anywhere. And so when he sees Jesus, he sees something more than just Jesus and wondering if it's him. He sees hope. He sees a chance to make it in life. Because Jesus has healed the sick, changed water into wine, you know, fed 5,000 people on loaves and fishes. You know, If anyone can provide him the opportunity to have life, it's Jesus. And he doesn't know what's going on, but he does know that if Jesus is there, he wants to be with him. Because that's his salvation. And so he climbs down out of the boat to go. The other disciples are going, is he nuts? Which is probably a common thought they had about Peter. But and, he, and then they see him, do, and he's actually walking on him. And then an interesting thing happens. The storm gets worse. And the wind and the waves get much more difficult because there's one thing that Satan cannot stand and that's somebody getting out of the boat stay in your place do the safe thing don't listen to God don't do what he tells you to do do what makes you feel safe and secure and okay what he didn't know about Peter was that what really made Peter feel safe and secure and okay was Jesus not the boat, which is why Jesus, Peter got out of the boat. But then it got worse. And when it got worse, he got scared that maybe he even didn't have enough faith for that. And he began to sink. But that's what life in the kingdom is like. Too many of us want to live in the kingdom of God, but we want to stay in the boat. We want God to get into the boat with us. And if things happen and get bad, we want God to come in and make them better. But we don't want him to rock our boat. We want great things in our life, don't we? You know, we we want to see health and all the time. We don't ever want to be sick. We don't want to see a death. We don't want to see you know, financial problems. We want our relationships to go well. We want all those things to work, but we don't want to get out of the boat. Well, the problem is is that if you want to walk on the water, you do have to get out of the boat. There's no other way to do it. And, and there's a fundamental reason for it. Because far too often for each of us, that boat, whatever it may be, it may be a marriage, it could be you know, our, our you know, 401K, it could be our jobs, it could be all kinds of things for people. People find their security and, and, and uh, trust in, in a variety of ways. But in those things we believe that we have to have those to make it. And what God is saying is no you don't. Yeah, you, know, you don't have to have your house to survive. You don't have to have a retirement plan or health insurance to survive. You don't have to have your car or your credit rating. You don't even have to have your family to survive because how many of y'all had those things when you got here to the planet? I mean, <laughs> nobody. So if we didn't have it to begin with, why, where along the line did we suddenly think that we couldn't make it without all of that? There is one thing we did have when we got here, and that's our Creator. And if we want to have that sort of sense of security and that sense of hope in the midst of hopelessness, that sense of, of well-being, then like Peter, we've got to realize that it doesn't lie in the boat. It, it's with Jesus wherever he is. And the truth is is that if you get out of the boat to be with Jesus in whatever way he's calling you to do that, you're going to run into you know an obstacle. they are going to be People, things, um, events happen that will be like those waves and those, those winds that will batter against you. Because Satan will do whatever he can to convince you that you cannot do it. Get back in the boat. You cannot trust this God. And that's when we really decided for Christians, isn't it? It's interesting what Peter did as he began to sink. He didn't, you know, start dog paddling back to the boat. I mean, you have to figure he probably knew how to swim. You know, he didn't even try to get back in the boat. The first thing that came to his mind was, Lord, save me. Even in the midst of his terror, even in the midst of his doubt, his first thought was still to reach to the one thing he knew he could depend on. And that was Jesus. And he says, Lord, save me. And he does. He reaches down and takes his hand. And then, in what I think is one of the most interesting statements in all of Scripture, and is often read as a castigation, I really don't think it was, though, when Jesus says to him, O oh, you of little faith. I'm thinking, little faith he got out of the boat for crying out loud. <laughs> I mean, if he's got little faith, what have the rest of them got? I mean, that would be impossible, wouldn't it? But I don't think he meant you of little faith as in you don't have it, or you don't have enough, or you don't have any. I think he meant, oh, you almost did it. You were that close. If only you hadn't doubted, you would have made it. You see, you can look at what he says to him as a, as a word of admonishment, or you can look at it as a word of encouragement. To say, you were almost there, Peter. You were almost there. You know, you can do this. And we know Peter continued to struggle with it for a while, but we also know that eventually he was there, wasn't he? And he did do it. What is the boat that you're in, in life? What are those things that prevent you from fully trusting whatever it is that God would command you to do? What is it that would stop you from saying to him, Lord, tell me what it is you want from me, and I will do it. You know, and ask yourself, can they provide you eternal life? and they raise you from the dead and they really give you unconditional love and they really make sure that the waves can be overcome when it seems like they cannot be because your creator can and if we want to make it in life then we're going to have to get in and get out of the boat we can possibly make it through the world and not get out of the boat but we can't make it in life Because life isn't just 80, 90, 100 years. Life belongs to God, and it's eternal. And if we want to live, really live, not exist, but live, then we have to live in his kingdom, not in our little boat. Are you ready to get out of the boat? Because if you are, there's something you need to be aware of. And that's that the first thing that's going to happen is it's going to get really hard right off the of bat. You know, we always tend to think, well, if I did what the Lord wanted, shouldn't it get better? Well, yeah, if there wasn't an adversary, it probably would be true. But He doesn't want it to get better, He wants you to turn around. And far too often, too many people drown in the life of existence, because they're unwilling to reach out and say, Lord, save me, and grab hold of the Lord of life himself. Jesus is calling every one of us, in some way or other, to get out of our boat, to take that risk, to do that thing which we're terrified of doing, which is to do that thing which seems is impossible, and in fact, left up to our own devices, it is impossible. For God, nothing is impossible. And if you will do what he says and trust in him, then yes, hard times will probably come. But all you need to do is cry out, Lord, save me. And as Paul says in today's epistle, no one, everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. No one will be disappointed. But if you want to walk on water...